Another exciting episode of the Vinnie Eastwood Show. Or should I say, welcome, ladies, gentlemen, fellow slaves of the global plantation. The Vinnie Eastwood Show is bad news. It's like the news, but worse. It's the lighter side of genocide. Just because we're being exterminated doesn't mean we can't enjoy it. Otherwise, what's the point of being killed? The Vinnie Eastwood Show. We're the only thing worse than living in a high-tech global police state run by child trafficking Satanists. Is Vinnie's jokes. And my very special guest joining me today is uh, Age Nost. And I was just uh, thinking about how do you pronounce it? Age Nost. You know? But but uh, anyway, we're going to be talking about the uh, the mysteries of Earth. <laughs> And the universe today, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and most notably for those of you who are unaware, the project named Bluebeam was a uh, wonderful project cooked up by the intelligence services to implant holographic satellites that are allegedly hovering above the Earth right now that can project very realistic imagery. And the plan is, potentially, if... They can coordinate it all correctly and plant explosives in the right place. They can pull off a Hollywood stage show to really make it look like we've had an actual alien invasion. And then everybody will just go, oh, my goodness, we've got an alien threat. We need a one world government, just like we wanted all along. How convenient for that. Anyway, everybody, you're all slaves now uh, to, to combat the alien threat. Right. Right? That's yeah. basically what's going on here. Uh, again, Ost, welcome to the program. Hello, hello. In the words of Spark, live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit more about this, or if I just sort of summed it up to the point where you're like, no, I can't add anything, Vinny. <laughs> oh. um, this is something that I, I hardly anybody talks about this. It's not very well communicated, but it's a really serious subject. Because um, uh, the administrator of NASA here uh, not long ago, I think a few months ago, he said in a speech that by 2025, we will have an alien invasion. They fired him. The board of NASA fired him immediately. But they probably got to think about that a little bit. If the guy is out there without any income and uh, he's on his own, he may talk about stuff we don't like to hear. So they hired him back and put him on permanent sick leave so they can control him. Now, what we're finding also is that there's a CIA document it's well hidden because uh, I'm hearing that they keep moving it around, so we uh, it's hard to find, but it's there. It was released, and it is called Project Bluebeam, and you may be able to find it if you go into the CIA website and go under the a place called The Reading Room. You may be able to find it. It's about 105, 110 pages but it is well worth trying to find it and read it because they explain 
their agenda, what they plan to do. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, they have satellites now in orbit that will, are capable of creating thousands of ships, holographic images of ships in the sky. And as it says in the papers, in between there, there are going to be some real ones. And we know that the dark side of the American government, the Brits and maybe other countries, they have these flying disks that uh, they stole the technology from the Germans and, uh, and the crashed flying saucers from extraterrestrials. So they have developed these. And in between there, they will have these real ships that will be shooting at things on the ground and maybe um, military aircraft or whatever they plan to do to create enough fear for the people to realize, oh, we have an alien invasion. They're going to run to the government and say, please save us, keep us safe. And of course they will keep you safe. They are going to do their thing unite all countries under one world government it's part of the part of the plan and on top of that they have safe places for you the, the fema camps are already staffed and they supplied so they are ready for people that is getting too scared they're gonna go live in a, a fema camp and they will be glad to bring them there and on top of that there is several groups of people that probably will be the last ones to do that and that is the religious people now uh, i have i can talk better from the christian point of view because I've, i was grown up in that and uh, the christians they may not quite want anything to do with the aliens so they're going to stay away from this concept that they create but they're not going to discriminate against any religion. For the Christians, part of you in the Western world, you are going to see Jesus in the sky. He will be there, big, everybody can see it, and they're going to use a technology that was developed back in the 1970s because the, the first pattern that I show how to do this dates back to 1978 when it's called voice to skull technology so they will be bombarding people with microwaves and they are key in voice on the microwave so when it hits your head you will hear the voice of jesus and i don't know what he's gonna say to you but it will be something along the lines of i am jesus i am your god do as the government tell you so they can protect you. There will be something along those lines. But like I said, they're not discriminating against people. So if you are in Saudi Arabia and you're a Muslim, you're not going to see Jesus. You don't really care about that guy so much, but you're going to see Muhammad up there and he'll tell them basically the same thing. So this is a global plan. And they've it started back in the late 1960s when they started to develop the plan for this and uh, it uh, is developed ever since they get more and more and better technologies so now they uh, 
evidently think they can do it because a good friend of mine that lived here in Tucson, John D'Souza, he's an ex-retired uh, FBI agent. He is telling us that what he finds out from behind the veil within the FBI is that this program is imminent. They're planning to do it very shortly. So, and uh, the thing about it is, though, that uh, a lot of the information about this has gotten out to people now, so they may not be able to exercise the program successfully because people, when they see all the ships, they are going to say, wait a minute, this sounds like something Argy told us about or John D'Souza told us about. It's probably the fake alien invasion, so screw it, I'm not going to participate. They just go along, you know, do their lives. So they may not be able to do it, but it is their plan. They plan on doing it, and according to John D'Souza, it is imminent. So he, he thought by the end of the year, they will probably release this. By the and end I, of the year? Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, have we gone from one crisis to the other, right? <laughs> uh, how do, how do, how do they uh, get everybody to freak out about uh, uh, perceived Muslim terrorists and things like that. Oh, we'll control demolition a couple of buildings and, and uh, fly a couple planes into them and uh, uh, blow up something at the, at the Pentagon or, or, or whatever. Yeah, that, that, that'll work. You know, it'll, everybody will just freak out and, and they'll do whatever we want. And before we know it, we've got permanent military bases surrounding our enemies who are owning our oil fields. You know, beautiful. And, and one that's just one step. And then they do this financial crisis to consolidate all the world's wealth into fewer and fewer hands. Then they do these uh, pandemics and things of that nature to, to uh, uh, basically kill off and, and uh, destroy the economies that are left, you know. Uh, and uh, I think that basically people will be too desperate and too destitute to do anything other than what they're told, regardless of what crisis comes next. Yeah. That's what they're counting on. But it's up to you and me and John D'Souza and other forecasters and podcasters, radio hosts and TV hosts to tell the truth. Get it out there. So even if the people don't believe us, when things or if things happen, they're going to look at that and say, hmm, that kind of looks like what Vinny and Augie and John were talking about. It might descend on their mind that this could be the fake alien invasion they were talking about, so they may just stay away and not participate in it at all. Uh, I was talking with my friend John Eisen from Uncensored Magazine uh, the other day, and he's been heavily censored, and I've been heavily censored as well. And the whole gig of why you got into publishing the truth wasn't because you would become huge and famous and, and uh, uh, live a great lifestyle and, and stuff like that. It's like, no, you you generally spend just a lot of time at home just working on, on your stuff and you, uh, you go out and you see a few people that are only really of your persuasion because nobody else is really worth your time and uh, you just sort of grind along, right? And, and so like, I was just wondering what the, what the, what the point of it is, you know, I'm not, I'm not wanting to give up or something. I'm just wondering what the point is. And, and it's that one person, 
okay, who is now because they listened to your that episode or they read that book or they watched that DVD or something like that, they changed what they were doing in their lives for the better because of the information that people like us have imparted to them. That's the point. They get all the benefit from our information. We we don't, and we may never hear about that person or, or meet them, okay? You just do your daily grind because of that certainty that there is somebody listening, that it, there is somebody who is being affected by it, even if you're not the primary recipient of the benefit. Yes, and... If you look what is going on in the world right now, economies are collapsing, so people are starting more and more to rely on government. And the UFO information that is coming out is going exactly along their plan. They are setting it up for Operation Bluebeam. Because now this thing that happened in Las Vegas when that ship landed in this guy's backyard, that was actually real. But in the old days, so a few years back, that would have been all covered up. Nothing would make it to the media, but now it's all big. And the, uh, the UFO is coming, information is coming out, so they're preparing us to the fact that the government will come out that, yeah, the UFOs are real and the extraterrestrials are real, and they are really pissed because we shot down some of their ships. And they're coming here and they want revenge. So folks be really scared. Well, I'm playing on words there, but that's what they want. Yeah. And then they're gonna release that program Blue Beam and they say, No, this is the real thing. You better prepare to either you do as we tell you or you're gonna die. And goodness knows what kind of uh, other technologies that they've got laced up. You know, we had uh, mandatory Mario Carditis in the chat room talking about how a voice to skull tech has gotten very advanced and they can do it uh, with lasers from miles away now. And that uh, it's very dangerous because it can make people go insane. And I'm just thinking about all these 5G towers that are going up everywhere and the works of Mark Steele, who's an uh, electronic weapons designer, who's saying that these things are weapons and that they can tune to the frequency of the human mind. If you have a thought, there's a frequency associated with that thought. It might be fear, it might be love, it might be hate, it might be panic, you know, and it's just at a frequency. So you can just tune the device and everybody's having a panic attack, you know, or... Now a voice to skull tech, hearing a voice in their head, you know. Kill yourself. You know, it could be scary, man. There's, there's, there's so much stuff that they've got that the mind reels. I remember, uh, what was it, Dr. Bill Deagle was talking about scalar weaponry, which is a uh, basically a electromagnetic pulse that affects biological organisms. And it can tune to very, very specific sets of uh, bioorganic chemistry. For example, uh, a white person has different bioorganic chemistry to a black person. You could kill all the people who are white 
or just those with blue eyes or just those with blonde hair, you know, uh, uh, that kind of thing, a very, very specific uh, uh, kind of weaponry wave and and whatever's being uh, attuned to it is just gone. Even if you're five miles underground, you know, the best you can hope for is to flop around on the ground for a few seconds and then die. This is uh, some scary stuff that they've got, but they haven't implemented this. And there's so many strange and wonderful things that I've learned about over my years, but very, very rarely does it uh, ever kind of become of practical use, this knowledge, because it's only when it happens that the knowledge Mm -hmm. of it being potential uh, sort of becomes useful. I, uh, yeah, let's just dwell on this 5G for just a second. Here in Tucson, uh, not too far from where I live, they, uh, they were putting up a cell tower. And they were, they were, they had been digging a hole in the ground, they put the pole in, and I walked over to them and I talked to the people that worked there. And I said, is there something done with this that don't make sense to you? And I, I talked to them a little bit and one of the guys, he says, well, I don't know, the, the cables that comes and go up into the tower, it says they are about 10 times bigger than what they need to be. I don't understand why they use these huge cables. And I didn't put much weight on it at the time, but now, later, I'm starting to think about it. Uh, the output from the tower could... They could turn the knobs all the way to the right, increase the output so much that it'd have a lot stronger effect on the physical body. So it will activate the computerized nanobots that you got in the vaccine, and it will do what it was intended to do to kill you. Well, one can only hope, you know, you'd hate to think that they spent all those uh, uh, billions of dollars on research and development and brainwashing you know, for, the, for their stuff to just not work. You know, it's, it's going through the entire human body because I was just thinking about the uh, geoengineering and the uh, stratospheric aerosol injection that they're doing. It could easily be nanobots in there that are currently in our uh, bloodstreams, uh, making a, a dual nervous system al- alongside our uh, current bodily works. And then one day you can just hit that with the right frequency and then boop. Yes, yes, Jacinda. Yes, I will vote for a world government, you know. Uh, <laughs> I just remembered that you're on YouTube also, so we sh- I should be a little more careful. Yeah, yeah, as soon as you, as soon as you said the V word, not Vinny, uh, I was like, okay, d- dang, I yeah. need to delete this episode. <laughs> feel, feel free to take that last statement out of there if you like, because that's kind of dangerous with those people. Unfortunately. It's already too late. But fortunately, we do have a backup plan. If, if uh, uh, those of you who are watching on YouTube, you can go to the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Vinny Eastwood. That's Vinny with a Y because it's the most oh. important question. And Eastwood, like, go ahead, make my news where you can continue watching this. If it gets deleted, it will get deleted. Uh, so it'll also be uploaded uh, uh, right after the show uh, to Rumble and BitChute and Odyssey, all commercial free as well, ladies and gentlemen. You can find those archives on the com forward slash latest. All right. So anyway, back to the previous discussion about not getting censored. So now we can basically say whatever we want because we know it's going to get deleted anyway. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, well, um, but just when it comes to Project Bluebeam, try to think of your future with that not in it. No, it's going to be okay. And this is one of the things that uh, Nori, Love, and myself were doing because we created a mastermind group and there's a bunch of powerful minds in there, a whole bunch. And we are creating the future before we have to live it. In fact, we bend the laws of physics by actually, looks like we create out of seemingly nothing sometimes to get good results. And we can create our future because science is showing us we live in a mind-created universe. That means that our mind has a great hand in creating our future and our present. What we allow to dwell in our mind the most, that is what we're going to have in our future. So we go into a meditative state. We visualize something that we need and want in our life. That could be anything from abundance to you name it. It could be there good health and so on and we visualize it we feel it and we have gratitude for already having it right now and we love it into existence this is the language of the universal mind it's not one of words words are worthless basically when it comes to the universal mind and how to communicate with it it's the images and the feelings that come with the words that the universal mind answers to when you ask this is what i want right now and it happens we had one incident here there was a lady with she had severe back pain for 35 years we wrapped our mastermind around her we saw her perfectly healthy and it took about 24 hours and all the back pain was gone another time there was a lady that contacted me because there were forest fires coming her way and she said i'm gonna have to move into town because i'm afraid my house is gonna burn so we wrapped our mastermind around her her house in northern california at the time and there were a few clouds in the sky. It was uh, not that much, but in an hour and a half, there were howling rain, and she sent me a video of her standing outside in her backyard, and it was raining on her. She was wet all over. This is the kind of stuff that you can do when you put your mind to work. And uh, in, the, in a book that I wrote about this, Spiritual Science, Higher Conscious Thinking, and How to Access the Universal Consciousness, I explain how everybody can do this. Families should do it. They should have a mastermind session at least once a week. Ball clubs already do it, a lot of them. Communities, church groups should get together and do this kind of manifestation of what they want in life. In fact, I know we did it about six years ago in the elections in the United States. They were sick of all the corruption, and guess what? We got an outsider to come in and become president, and we need that again. Hmm. I uh, recall I was writing an article about this uh, called Congratulations, Order Followers, and it was about... Um, how uh, Trump's entire cabinet, after he 
came in uh, were stocked with uh, members of globalist groups and clubs. Um, And, you know, many thought that this was, uh, you know, going to be the end of the New World Order. We've finally got an actual American president, a la JFK kind of thing. Um, But no, his entire cabinet was people from Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commission and the Council uh, for National Policy and Skull and Bones and Goldman Sachs and the Freemasons and the direct and the Defense Intelligence Agency and, and and so on and so forth. And you're like, OK, everybody's been had just 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 like that. What a what a strange uh, uh, twist of fate that a former money manager for the Mayalansky Jewish New York Mafia would turn out to be a bad guy. You know, like who would who could have seen this coming? <laughs> yeah, you know. And then like 187 freaking uh, uh, presidential orders signed that nobody read uh, passed in the first three months, uh, right? And and uh, I'm just like, come on, guys, what what happened to journalistic objectivity and, and, and stuff like that? What whatever happened to the the the, the looking? into how the United States is actually run by these secret groups and, and, and banking cartels and, and, and things like that. This is, this is how they run. The president runs nothing, that, um, apart from the fact that with PDD-51, the president is a dictator. All right? It, it, it's right there, black and white, the dictator that runs nothing because it's these groups that run everything. And who runs yep. all these groups? Who set them all up? It was David Rockefeller... God rest his soul. And um, what was his uh, other name? Is uh, Zbigniew is Brzezinski as well, who's, who's still alive. You know, th- these are the people who are who are running uh, the, the the shit show. And I'm sorry for the uh, words there. I, I picked them carefully of uh, American politics at the moment. Yeah. And... Exactly. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I just kind of went off on a on a, on a vent there because when people think that Trump is is trying to uh, come and save them, I just I just have to say something, you know. Yeah, and uh, I tell you, though, Trump, he was a real estate developer and he didn't know the big picture, and uh, they were they, he was buffaloed, and I guess that's an American term, but that just basically just uh, the the deep state was. Re- able to operate right under his noses and uh, I think uh, the other choice we would have had World War III because she promised us she would do that so, I mean one one can only uh, hope that for once Hillary Clinton would keep her promises and uh, I would have loved that uh, Trump kept his promises to investigate her but as soon as he became president he was just like no 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 she's a good person that was just campaign rhetoric you know, I mean, I, I think the last time I actually believed or, or, or followed an American election, uh, you know, if with any kind of genuinity was uh, the Obama uh, campaign, you know, getting swept up away, away with that kind of stuff. And then he drops more bombs than Bush did in his first year alone, you know, and I'm like, OK, last time I'm not I'm not trusting that that, that system anymore. And uh, I think that that has uh, served me well so far. <laughs> in order to not get swept up 
because uh, it was three days after Trump was elected president. That's when I wrote that article, because then I had something to go on. I could find out whether or not anything that everybody was talking about was actually true. And yep. uh, here, here we are today. Has, has the United States gotten radically better? Did it uh, did it not go through COVID lockdowns under Trump or something? I mean, what, what, what are we talking about here? You see, it's, uh, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I think the people need to rise up and they haven't done that. They need to go to, like they're doing in France right now. Then the government of the Netherlands, I think it was that collapsed here three, three, four days ago. So, yeah, it is happening in Europe, but the Americans are too busy watching TV and drinking beer, you know, so I don't see anything happening yet. But when they start rationing beer, oh, you watch the Americans will come off the couch really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. Um, And, uh, oh, bro, it's just so funny as well because... They they were getting all up in arms um, about what was it? Bud Light. Uh, apparently, some, somebody uh, with uh, the freaking uh, beer uh, company or or something of that nature said that hey, uh, all the people that drink our beer, I don't even like them. You know, <laughs> it was just, oh man, like talk, talk about go woke and go broke. Um, it's just something that you've got to laugh at. That got Americans off their bums. You know, they, they had like a $12 billion market share. So you're absolutely right. It has all to do with how much alcohol uh, the American public have got their hands on and whether or not they're respected for drinking it. That'll get them motivated. So, you know. Uh, look, alcohol is the devil's drug. Okay, yeah. that and methamphetamine. I think methamphetamine more so, but but that, but basically, it's just been used in uh, demon possession for a long time. That's that's why they're called spirits. Al ghoul. This is where we get the word ghoul. It's from the from the Arabic. All right, the yeah. Arabs knew to uh, stay away from that stuff. Now. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not getting on my high horse. I like a drink, you know. When my naturopath uh, asked me, Vinny, when you go out, do you drink beer or wine or spirits? I said yes. All right, yeah. so so, so don't, 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 don't let me plague anybody about, about their alcoholism. Or, uh, it, it, it's fine, you do you. But there's certain people who can't handle it. They turn into a diff- completely different person when they do it. All right? Yeah. And uh, if you are one of those people, stop doing it. You know, the reason why you're an addict is because you've got unresolved trauma. Try and resolve that trauma or at least try to placate it with weed like intelligent people do. Okay. (laughs) Now, I I don't want to be too hard on the people that enjoy a a beer or a glass of wine ever so often because I do. And look at the French. The French people drink more wine than anybody in the world. They have no real problems from it. The Russians are different. They're drinking vodka, so half the country is alcoholics. But wine, wine can be good for the health. And uh, look, the French, they don't even drive good until they have two glasses of wine in them. You know, they, they just drink wine 
with every meal just about. And it helps their health, especially the red wine that has the crushed seeds in it. You get the pregnogenal effect, and that is very, very good for the body, for the cells. That's Indeed. my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, it was also... Um... Every culture has some kind of fermented food that, that was uh, regularly consumed in their past. Now, uh, why is this? It's because uh, the process of fermentation, especially when uh, consumed, uh, produces heat in the belly. Okay, uh, the same reason why uh, some uh, countries, instead of eating fermented foods, they eat hot foods, you know, places like India, Mexico, so on and so forth, eating uh, a lot of chili. It's because the, uh, the heat in the gut... Uh, stops parasites from forming, all right? They they like a, a nice, cool, sugary, uh, uh, carby sort of environment. And so it is actually supposed to be something that you have uh, with your health. You know, people have been drinking beer for, what, thousands of years now? And, and, and uh, they didn't necessarily have any problems until now. What's, what's the difference between now and back then? You know, is it the processing that we're doing? Is it the uh, preservatives that we've got in here? Is it all the artificial uh, sweeteners and additives and uh, the uh, plastics and the uh, uh, the chemicals in the packaging and uh, things of that nature? So, so there's a whole host of different factors that I think have really changed it because humans uh, in general are drug consumers. Okay, they always have been, always will be. It's been tens of thousands of years. Everybody's been consuming one drug or another, whether it's be a, an ape grabbing a cannabis bud off of, off of a bush or somebody rolling it up in the street today. Uh, there's always been drug use uh, throughout the human race. And now what's really great about it is that if you can tell people that drugs in, in general are bad for you and you make them illegal, that allows you to predate upon the entire human race. Yeah. Yeah, and I think also that when we come here, when we get born here, we get the genetics from our parents, but that's not the whole story. In those genetics, we have traits from grandparent, grand grand five, ten generations past show up in our genetic. And that could surface under certain situations where we can get traits that dates back six generations. And it's up to us. It's our responsibility to reprogram the subconscious mind, which basically run our day, to good habits. And there is two ways to do that, as I know of, that works all the time. Just thinking about getting rid of a bad habit, just don't cut it. Because by the time you get in the same situation where that habit happened, you're probably going to end up doing it again. But hypnosis can eradicate a bad habit just overnight if it's done right, or one or two sessions. And also, also repetition. Because the subconscious mind take everything as face value. It's only a computer. So when you hear something, it goes into the subconscious mind and creates a subconscious mind program. And the subconscious mind believes it. So now, next time you get in the same situation, you, you reach into the subconscious mind and it says, oh yeah, I got a program for that, here you go, go do that. And then you end up doing it. 
but through repetition, we can change the programs in the subconscious mind. And in fact, uh, I created something on our website where people can go and reprogram the subconscious mind for good habits, for success and these things. And what I did is the same thing as I did in flight school. I came over from Norway to the United States and I had a little bit of a language problem. As you probably know, the American language is far from the English language, even though they say it isn't. A lot of slang words and different words are interpreted different. I had a tape recorder with me. So when I was, when I needed to remember something for a test, I talked it in on a 30-minute endless tape. And then I ran that tape at night while I was sleeping. And it went into my subconscious mind many, many times while I was sleeping. I had it so low that it didn't bother me sleeping. And the next day, I did really well on the tests. People can do this. And if you're in college, boy, oh boy, go to broadcastteamalpha.com and go into the, under the, um, it's under classes. You can find it. And also on YouTube, and uh, on YouTube, you can go to Broadcast Team Alpha, and under the membership, you can listen to those while you sleep and reprogram your mind while you sleep. And I, I'm getting emails from people that saying it really worked well. So this is something that everybody can do. And... Uh, I've been using hypnosis a lot for myself, and that's probably one of the reasons I've been able to do everything that I do. Mm. Yep, I mean, it's like discipline. Yeah. Anybody wants to uh, engage in any kind of discipline, you'll have to notice that there's a repetition involved. It's the same as any cult indoctrination process for that matter. That's the reason why cults are able to indoctrinate people is because they follow a program, the program of programming the program in your mind, baby. Oh, yeah. So good. And it works every time. (laughs) Yeah, what people uh, don't quite understand is that when you talk about the subconscious mind and the mind, you think, oh, yeah, it's all in the brain. No, it isn't. The brain is a computer. And it is what you put into that computer that makes the computer do what it does. So if you have bad programming, like your character is formed by the time from you're born until the age of about seven. If you're growing up in a toxic environment, that kid's going to be toxic all her, all his or her life. Or if it's a good environment, they can become leaders and performers. And that's why a lot of times when you see a good family, you have good kids. And uh, the mind is not in the brain. Mind is non-local, and you can draw on it. And it manifests itself through your senses and the brain where you are now projecting outwards your reality around you because quantum mechanics has proven that to us by repeatable experiments. There is really nothing solid. It's all energy created by the mind that forms the pictures and happenings around us. It's, uh, 
it's it's harder up our heads on but uh, Greg Braden talks very eloquently about this and if you haven't already you should go and uh, listen to some of his videos Greg Braden talks very very great about that because the subconscious mind run 90% of what we're doing every day from memory we have to change that memory and when we change that memory we can change it for success get rid of bad habits or planning, the planning, no, I mean, the success of tomorrow starts tonight, but I'm concerned. When I lay down, I visualize in sequence what I need to do the, the day after, I mean, tomorrow. And I go through it. So when tomorrow comes, it's going to be pretty simple because I've already done it. I did it in my mind last night. That works. In fact, this is a principle that creates billionaires. I was sitting in a billionaire's living room when he talked about how he did this. I don't do anything, he said, until I run through all the details in my head first. I create a picture around it, including who's gonna run it for me. And that takes him several days, and then he hands it over to someone and says, create it. That's why uh, I wrote another book that's called uh, Universal Success Principles and How Billionaires Think. In there is the pearls. I've been very lucky. I've been able to be on first name with three billionaires and I learned an awful lot from them. And a lot of that is in that book. You can contact me on that one or just Google it, I guess. And what's your website there, Hagen? Uh, broadcastteamalpha.com broadcastteamalpha.com That is, uh, Nori, Love and I have this uh, website for our, uh, our radio and video show. We've done that for five years and we got an awful lot of interesting stuff on there. Almost as interesting as yours. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's also the uh, the point of this show is also we we like to go into so many different areas because often you don't know what's interesting until it's just popped right in front of you. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that that's probably what's been uh, lost to a large degree with uh, a lot of the algorithms that cater to your tastes on, say, YouTube and, and uh, things of that nature. It shows you more of what it already knows that you're interested in. But a lot of times we don't know what we're interested in. And sometimes, oh, what was it? Like people would uh, show me music that I'd never heard before from bands I would have never found or, or uh, listened to uh, shows I, I would have never listened to or something like that because this is just it's adjacent to what I'm talking about and, and what I'm doing with in my daily life. And this show is like that. It brings you randomness, right? And just like you don't you don't know what what any given Vinnie Eastwood show is going to look or sound like or what you're going to be talking about. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And the thing is that if you just watch TV, you're never going to learn about the really good stuff. It's not going to be there for you. Let me give you an example. I, I, I was very lucky for about one year. I was traveling around the United States and teaching a mind development course where we taught people how to assimilate information out of a book at the 95% retention. 
would turn two pages a second, went through a book, and it could take three to five minutes to go through the whole book. And then we could give people tests on it, and they scored in the 80s and 90s and sometimes 100 on the, que on the questionnaires of a book they'd never seen before. This happens. There's a method for this. In fact, there's a friend of mine in Australia that is doing this. Um, he's doing this course and he's making it available. That's called Zox Pro Training, Z-O-X Pro Training. And uh, <clears throat> Shannon runs that and uh, it's something that helped me an awful lot. Another thing that people watch TV will never know about is that in 2000 and, uh, no, uh, yeah, 2009, Three doctors got the Nobel Prize for discovering an enzyme that reverses the aging process, and nobody told us about it. It is there. If anybody can do this, I am doing it, and it's working for me. In fact, it is very simple. I'm using some herbs. Now, there is a pharmaceutical that says they can do the same thing, and I researched that, and some say, yeah, it'll do it good, and other, most say it didn't do anything for me. But I found some really old people. One guy was, he died from an accident at 256, and the government verified his age. New York Times wrote an article on it because they sent somebody to China, to his village, to verify if this was true, and they found it to be true, so they wrote an article about it. So this is something that I talk about in the book, uh, my book here on spiritual science, higher conscious thinking and how to access the universal consciousness. I tell people what I am doing and this is something that works. The Nobel Prize was given for it, so it should have a little credibility. Yeah, you've got a Nobel Prize? No, three doctors got that. Ah, okay, okay. Oh, no, not me. No, no, that's on my pay grade. <laughs> we can't all be winners, can we? Um, well, I, I also think that uh, when you're talking about self-management, you know, self-help and, and, and all of this thing, it's really, really big. But why is it really big? And, and I, I think it's big because I think that uh, parenting and raising and raising up most most of where and rites of passage used to be very very commonplace in 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 the human experience now they are very very rare indeed and so when people grow up and they go out into the world they develop all these bad habits because they have no rites they have no rituals they have no uh, 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 they have no uh, tiller for, with which to chart their course. It's supposed to be provided for them uh, in, a, in a generational manner from father to son, from mother to daughter, and and so on and so forth. And we've, we've lost that fundamental human growing up thing. And so now it's like a whole bunch of immature children trying to grow up without uh, a way, right? They're like... As they say, it is the way. Is what way? I don't know what you're talking about, mate. You see, we're lost. The 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 human race has just basically been transformed over generations of uh, parental neglect and malnourishment into a group of lost children wandering the globe, wandering through their lives, wandering through their minds. Yeah, and the thing about it is that uh, at the age of about seven or so, probably mostly, K 
kids are inducted into the, the, uh, the government indoctrination system, I mean the schools. So from there on, they're all going to come out socialists and communists by the time they're done. If the kids were raised right, we would have leaders coming out of that. Because how many times have a kid been told, no, you can't do that? What if they were told that, yeah, this one is a little difficult, and I tell you what, this is something that you can do. You can do anything you want. Wait until you're a little older, and you can probably do this better. Or if they give them the opportunity to think that they can do absolutely anything they want. Boy, oh boy, we would have a different world. We had leaders instead of followers, instead investors instead of just spenders. They go to work, get paid $1,000 a week or something like that, let's say, and they go out and spend $1,000 a week. No wonder they're broke. I mean, and they're getting up their uh, credit cards and their mortgages and their car loans and, and all of that kind of stuff. The reason why they're spending $1,000 a week is because they've got a million dollars worth of crap that they're paying off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know what George Carlin says about stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, he says everybody else's stuff is shit, but your shit is stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds about right, isn't it? You know, you walk into somebody else. What is all this? Shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's also this um, kind of uh, consumerism, you know, I, I admit, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a bit uh, comfortable in, in, in where I am and, and what I'm doing, you know, I've got my office set up the way I like it and, and, and it works for me and, and what have you. And somebody comes in and tries to rearrange it or throws, throw things out, I'd be like, ah, <laughs> you know, so it's it's a strange thing. Uh, really, when you know that you're struggling with your own problems in, in so many ways, uh, to be involved in a profession that's there to basically help other people with their problems, you know, that, that kind of thing. Like being a talk radio show host in the truth movement is not like being a talk radio show host. It's more like being a protracted form of grief counsellor. Yeah, absolutely. And... Uh... You know, we're doing shows every week, several of them. And in some people's mind, we become leaders. Even if we don't want to, we don't think of it that way. But some people look at us because they see it on the computer screen or wherever. They figure that, wow, he must have done his research and this is the way it is. But what? If we once in a while, what if we are wrong? That's why there is a lot of responsibility doing what we do. We have to know what is right. And when we don't know, we got to be willing to say, gee, I don't know. I have not researched that one. Or we may also be willing to say, I, this is my opinion. And people should understand the word opinion because you know what they say about that. You know, everybody got two of them and, you know, they all stink. That's underarms. So yeah. they're just like that. So we got to 
the responsibility that comes with being a, a show host is much bigger than we like to think of it. Yeah, especially to the um, dozen or so people that are watching my streams these days after the shadow banning and uh, deplatforming. You know, because that's the uh, that's the difficult thing as well. I think uh, Jordan Peterson was talking about deplatforming. He said it was uh, like he's never met anybody who's been deplatformed who didn't take it like it was a uh, an illness that's going to kill you. You yeah. know, uh, and you know he's right. It has it has basically uh, been like that. It's been like a couple of years now. And I'm um, maybe back to about one percent of my original strength. I was I I, I was uh, back to zero point one percent at the start. You know, <laughs> it's, you know, it's man. And, and will I ever be back to full strength? I don't think so. Um, you know, this is this is what they do. They're trying to get us to stop doing what we do, because yep. what we do is dangerous to them and their agenda, and they're trying to test us. How much can these guys take? How much can we take from them before they'll give in? And the answer is you can take everything and yep. we won't give in, you know, because we're not fighting for things. Okay. We're not fighting for stuff. All right. I, in the United States now, the Supreme Court just ruled that uh, freedom of speech must be adhered to. They ordered the government to quit influencing uh, social media to not restrict free speech. And uh, I think it's going to get better. But uh, then again, these people have never been known to follow the law, so I, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Well, neither do I. And, and speaking of which, uh, I'd like to remind people that on Monday, the 31st of July, 2023, it's in uh, hmm, 20, 21 days or so. It's exactly three weeks today, really. I'll be at the Auckland High Court uh, for my appeal. Uh, we were protesting lockdown and got arrested. And now we've been sentenced to uh, three months prison for myself and four months uh, for my mate, Billy. And he's in court today, actually, because uh, a guy named, allegedly, uh, Michael Kelly, who was funding his political party back in the day, came up to Billy, even though this guy's like the virtual treasurer of the party, and gave Billy money and just said, here's, this is for your family. And they had like a database of about 70,000 donors uh, for that. That database uh, disappeared. And now Billy's left without that database and a new organization who this guy Michael Kelly is a part of called Voices for Freedom suddenly propped up after the election and uh, had all these uh, listeners and donors and things like that all over the country somehow, magically, mm -hmm. you know. And then they reported Billy to the electoral office for fraud. And <clears> so <throat> they gave him that money to give to the party. You know, was he set up? You know, and I've just been thinking about that today, and it's, it makes me feel very, very sad because he's my—he's—he's he's such a he's such a good guy, um, and and he's such a, a close friend to me, and he's he's going through this kind of stuff, and it's just yeah, and and we're still facing prison anyway, uh, three weeks from now, and he's already going to court today for uh, more charges and stuff. And it's like, what do you what do you do for your friends, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. But um, we'll try to do something about that in the mastermind also. And if it gets overturned in the high court, then you are free. Mm. Once that is overturned once, they cannot come back and do it again, can they? Well, I don't know. In New Zealand, they can pass laws under urgency like the COVID-19 health response bill at four o'clock in the morning without anybody being able to do anything about it. Uh, so, yeah, Parliament is sovereign in New Zealand, and uh, that means that no previous Parliament can bind any future Parliament. So the Parliament that passed the Bill of Rights, for example, uh, that's not golden standard at all, you know. The Parliament that tried to investigate... Uh, the judges' uh, corruption that called off their investigation because they were afraid that it might make people lose faith in the judiciary. That's not gold standard either. So, okay, thank you very, very much for joining us today on, on the show. Um, and uh, I would like you to uh, please uh, spend just a, a minute here. Is that the music I hear in the background? I think of it. I, I, I do hear the music in the background. So, I've got your website up on screen, broadcastteamalpha.com, broadcastteamalpha.com, if you want to hear some more from Margie. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today, mate. It was awesome. Thank you for having me. Cheers, brother. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You can check out the archives at uh, vinnieeastwood.com. That's Vinny with a Y because it's the most important question. And Eastwood, like, go ahead make my news this is uh, the public broadcasting network signing off thank you very much ladies and gentlemen for all your time and attention today to the Freedom Times monthly newspaper published since 1985. That's right, 1985. The Freedom Times pulls no punches and observes no sacred cows or taboos. The perilous times we live in are too critical for anything but honest discussion of America's plight. The Freedom Times is the antidote to the lies and distortions of the fake news media. There's no better way to inform and enlighten Americans than by reading the Freedom Times each month. New subscribers may sign up at the special rate of just $29 for one year or $55 for two years. Subscribe online by going to AmericanFreedomNews.us or mail your subscription to The Freedom Times, P.O. Box 218, 
Wildwood, Pennsylvania, 15091. That's the Freedom Times.